0: I think forgiveness is a topic that we need to visit regularly and revisit and ask ourselves, if we talk about forgiveness, do we really mean it? That's the question today from psychologist Mike Mayer, who joins us right now. Dr. Mayer, good morning.
1: Good morning, David.
0: Why did this come to mind to talk about today?
1: Well, it came to mind, first of all, actually, I've had had to deal with this issue with uh, a, a couple of clients um, just in the last two days. I've had several clients. But it came because I read an article in the New York Times by Bruce Feeler. I guess he's the This Life editor in the New York Times. And that caught my attention. I thought, oh, forgiveness, you know, that is something that's so important in all relationships.
0: Yes, it is. And um, many people talk about being able to forgive. And um, I'm just curious as to what you're going to help us understand uh, our level, I guess, of honesty when we're talking about forgiveness. If you ask the question, do we really mean it?
1: Do we really mean it? Honesty is involved, but a lot of that is more of a willingness to, to, to forgive. Forgiveness, it's a needed attribute in people. And uh, Frederick Luskin, who's a psychologist and he runs a program at Stanford University that deals with forgiveness, he believes that the real work of forgiveness is when you have been harmed by someone you are close to and you work through all the conflicting feelings to get to a place of dignity and peace. So, uh, you know, you, you have to have been harmed in order to forgive, according to Wikipedia, Forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim, someone who's been harmed, undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense and lets go of negative emotions such as vengefulness and with an increased ability to wish the offender well. Mm-hmm. That's tough.
0: Yeah, an honest wish the best for the offender. I yeah, wish you will, yeah, you know. that
1: that's really going. And, and that's Wikipedia. And Dr. Luskin, going back to him, feels that the first step of forgiveness involves accepting responsibility for your own role in causing others pain. Now, hmm. uh, you, uh, you're gonna. There's, it goes both ways here, but then uh, uh, Rabbi Held, a theologian, feels the most important step in forgiveness is to understand how your actions affected others, which is really true, a little bit of self-awareness. He feels this is especially true in families. He also feels that you can't talk about forgiveness without talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability is acknowledging you owe something to someone by admitting you hurt them. Again, it goes back to for the offender, Mm -hmm. And uh, they offended it. That's another issue, which I'll talk about in a moment. But according to Dr. Luskin, a real apology is not, I'm sorry you're upset.
0: (laughs) No. That's that's saying, I'm sorry that you've got a certain problem that you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A true authentic apology, he goes on to state, is one in which the speaker says, I'm sorry because my poor choice of action or words directly caused harm to you, and that I recognize you feel hurt as a direct relationship of what I did. Mm. So it's a little more specific. And when a person accepts responsibility and promises to make amends, Dr. Leskin um, believes that it has an almost universally positive effect Mm. when when you truly apologize. Mm -hmm. And when children grow up in a home where they see mom and dad genuinely apologizing, then they grew up thinking an apology is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing. So, you know, we kind of set the stage for children by how we, we deal with it. And then Dr. Enright from the University of uh, Wisconsin-Madison states that a longitudinal study showed that people who were generally more neurotic, angry, and hostile in life were less likely to forgive people. I don't know why and how that comes about, but I think if we think about it, we can figure that out. Mm-hmm, and yeah. the studies show that people who forgive are happier and healthier than those who hold resentments. That I can see. A study shows mm-hmm. that when people think that forgiving an offender, it um, shows that when people think about forgiving an offender, when they think about forgiving, it leads to improved functioning in their cardiovascular nervous system. Mm-hmm. In the same study, less forgiving people reported greater health problems. So there is a real benefit to forgiving um, even physiologically and, and spiritually, too. That needs to be put in there.
0: Yeah, I think it's part of the recognition that we do not live in a perfect world and we are not surrounded, nor are we ourselves. Perfect. And so that's why we need forgiveness.
1: And it's true. Now, in my opinion, these are, these are my words. Forgiveness, in my opinion, requires first a willingness to own up to how um, how one hurt the other person. So you have to own up how you hurt them. Second, acknowledge it is something you are sorry you did. That's important. Third, acknowledge that you want to tell the person you are truly sorry for what you said and did. Mm-hmm. That's important. And then finally, ask the ter- the person to forgive you. So you've got to go through your own process before you ask for forgiveness. Then to forgive the offender, which is the other side of the coin, to do so requires you to be able to safely reach deep down in your heart and soul to let go of the hurt generated by the offender. You should know when you feel it is safe and healthy for you to let go of your protective refusal to forgive, and then holding on to not forgiving someone at some time can eventually take its toll on you mentally, physically, and spiritually. But you do have to honor your self-protective self-protection until you are ready to forgive the offender.
0: Yeah, Interesting. I never thought of that. Your use of self-protection, uh, the self-protecting control. Uh, yeah, I see. um Unwillingness, not wanting to forgive, is sort of a protection mechanism. Because, as you said earlier, there's a vulnerability aspect to this of needing to ask for forgiveness and for offering forgiveness, both sides.
1: That's true. Mm. And and once you do it, you're going to be glad you did it. So, I guess my challenge is to all of us is to learn how to ask for forgiveness and then to learn how to forgive. And and there that quote I want to give. There's two quotes I want to give and end with. Forgiveness is not always easy. For this is from Marianne Williamson forgiveness is not always easy. At times it feels more painful than the wound we suffered to forgive the one who inflicted it. And yet there is no peace without forgiveness. And she goes on to state that the practice of forgiveness is our most important contribution to the healing of the world. And the final quote is from Dr. Martin Luther King, and I think this is a good one. We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive, He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power
0: to love. I hope somebody out there today who is in the process of dealing with the forgiveness issue has a lot to think about today, and will take this into consideration. Dr. Mike Mayer, thank you.
1: Thank you.